Welcome to the Word of Life podcast, a ministry of Word of Life Church, located in Lesueur, Minnesota. From sermon audio to midweek content and much more, we hope you are blessed by what you hear. For more information or to donate, please visit wordoflifemn.com. Now, enjoy this week's episode. Not my everyday job here. (laughs) Thank you all for coming this morning. It's awesome to be in the Lord's house, and uh, whether it's your first time or your hundredth time, it's a good place to be, right? And we are here to uh, hear about Jesus and the hope that we have in our lives. And um, I'm only up here because our spiritual team, which involves... uh, all of our leaders spiritually, they're up in Fergus Falls this morning for the biennial convention of our synod. And they're serving us there. And so we're going to have our message presented to us by a video. And Pastor Jay is going to bring our message to us, and it's going to be on hope from the 130th Psalm. And it's going to be awesome. Um, there's so many things that we can think about that we can when we think about hope. Whether it's a time of loneliness and despair, we hope for a better day. Whether we are in a point of enjoyment, we can be thankful for that and hope for even better. So this morning as we receive our uh, words of encouragement, um, please think about how it affects you and your heart and your mind and how Jesus can be a part of that. And You know, this last song really spoke to me. It says, go on a mountain and and shout it out and tell everybody about who God is. That's really our commission. As we meet people and we introduce ourselves to people, we need to share the good word with other people so that they can enjoy what we enjoy and having that hope in our life. Before we go to our message, let's just have a time of prayer here and preparation. Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning with thankful hearts for the fact that you do shower your blessings upon us. You come to us every day, and if we look to you and we accept you into our hearts, you are there for us. You have promised us in your word. You have given us hope. And as we receive our words of encouragement and our message this morning, allow each and every one of us to open our minds and our hearts to receive what you have for us and that we can apply it. And Lord, help us to be bold in our ability to talk to other people and invite them in to hear what you have for them as well. We all have struggles in our life. We all have periods of doubt. We all have issues that we deal with every day, and we all need your forgiveness. So today we come before you humbly, wanting to worship you as our sovereign Lord. And we just ask that you would be with us and that we may experience your presence here this morning. In your name we pray. Amen. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. 
O Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my pleas for mercy. If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness that you may be feared. I wait for the Lord. My soul waits, and in his word I hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than watchmen for the morning, more than watchmen for the morning. O Israel, hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is steadfast love, and with him is plentiful redemption, and he will redeem Israel from all his iniquities. Good morning, we're Life Church. I'm so glad you're here, and I wish that I was there with you. Um, uh, the Nick, Pastor Nick, and Becca, and I are up in Fergus Falls for denomination meetings this um, at this weekend, and and we really wish we were there worshiping with you. But we are incredibly thankful that we can still have the technology and everything else to share God's message of salvation with you and His good news of forgiveness uh, today, as we continue our series on hope, that this, uh, this summer series is all wrapped up in hope. Hope. Today's message from Psalm 130 is about hope that waits. But not just waiting. Uh, there's a lot of different types of waiting, but it's waiting on the Lord waiting that hopes in him and what we are assured that he will do. This morning, as we start off in verse 1, out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord, guilt and life can be so overwhelming at times. Uh, it's just like falling into the river. I, I was down at the river this week, and, 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 and to me, just it looks so, so swollen, and it's, it's high on the banks. But I bumped into a guy named Robert, who had, was just pulling his boat out on the boat ramp, and he insisted to me that actually the water was going down. To me, it looked overwhelming. But to him, he said, no, nah, it's down about two and a half feet already in the last week. I couldn't tell the difference. But because he's out on the water in his boat, he could totally tell the difference between what was high and what wasn't as high. And I think that sometimes it can be like that in our life, that we, that we get into something and we get into life, and, and oftentimes it is it's sin. That we get into what's happening within our lives, and, and we know that we're sinning, and we don't know our way out, or we know that we're sinning, and, 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 we, and we know that we des the punishment is coming. And it just feels overwhelming, like drowning in the depths of, of the water, like the drowning in the, in, the, in the murky depths of the Minnesota River, or drowning in the depths of the ocean. And uh, this, the psalmist uh, starts off by saying, out of the depths, I cry to you, O Lord. 
I understand uh, just from knowing uh, multiple uh, uh, lifeguards. Heidi was a lifeguard. Doug was a lifeguard. We've got some lifeguards worshiping with us today. I know we do. Um, and, and they talk about some of the lifeguard training that happens. And part of that is when, when a, a person is, is drowning and they're not able to swim and they're not able to save themselves, they often get panicky and they fight even the person who's trying to save them. And so it, the psalmist cries out, out in the midst of when they're in the depths. What about you? Are you in deep today? Are you in, uh, are you in deep stuff or in the deep end and, and you recognize that you cannot save yourself? If you are, today, now, is the time to cry out to the Lord. The psalmist continues, O Lord, hear my voice, just begging God to hear them. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my pleas for mercy. Ah, mercy. We talk a lot about grace here at Word of Life, and we want everybody to know that you are saved, not by what you're doing, because you can't save yourself, but you're saved by grace through faith. But uh, one of the kissing cousins to, uh, or the other side of the coin uh, of grace is mercy. So if grace is that we, uh, that God is giving us undeserved kindness or undeserved favor that that in this act of salvation God himself is giving us his that Christ's righteousness you know that we didn't pay for that Christ paid for for us and so God gives us Christ's righteousness as a gift mercy is the other side of that coin if grace is us getting what we don't deserve mercy is us not getting what we do deserve. The wages of sin is death. Death. Death is what we've earned. Punishment is what we've earned because each and every one of us is a selfish little sinner. You've sinned. I've sinned. She's sinned. He's sinned. You have all sinned. Whether you're at the Lesur campus or the New Prey campus or our online campus, whether you're worshiping with us in, you know, in, in person at one of our campuses or you're worshiping with us in the car or up at the cabin, we have all sinned against God. We've all gone our own way. We want what we want more than what God wants. We've all sinned. And the wages of sin is death. What we've earned is death and punishment. And, and really, it's not just like this physical death that, that, that we experience, but death, the death that we earn from sin is eternal separation from God. Spiritual death. And the psalmist, and we, along with the psalmist, cries out from the depth, from the deep end, where we cannot save ourselves, and cries out and pleads to God for mercy. Mercy. Please, God, do not give us the punishment that we deserve. The, the, the great thing about crying out for mercy is that the only people who cry out for mercy are people who already know that they're in deep. The only people who cry out for mercy are people who know that they've sinned, that they've done something wrong. You see, people who don't think that they've done something wrong, they don't cry out for mercy. Mercy. 
They make excuses. We go before God and we cry out for mercy. God, please don't punish us, punish us because we know that we're in the depths. That the only thing that our sins have earned us is punishment. And our only hope of salvation is God's mercy. The psalmist goes on to say, If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? If this, we know that if God kept a perfect record of every one of our sins, not a one of us could stand before God. I can't remember all of my sins, that's for sure. I'm I'm incredibly grateful that I don't remember my sins. And I tell you what I really don't like. I really don't like when I'm hanging out with people and somebody even brings up and mentions a sin, sin of the past and kind of like parades it out. Hey, Jay, remember that time? And I'm like, oh, it's crushing. I hate it. It's embarrassing. If God kept a perfect record because he is a perfect and holy God of all of our sins, like a tally mark. There he goes again. Jason sinned again, sinned again. That thought, that thing that he said, that thing that he did, sin, 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 sin. God kept that kind of record of our sins. No one has the hope to stand in front of him. But God, but with you there is forgiveness, verse 4, that you may be feared. Our hope, our hope is that with the Lord and only with him, our only hope to stand before almighty God is that with God, there is forgiveness. Verse 5, I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in his word I hope. In his word I hope. This, this wording here of I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in his word I hope is these interchangeable words that are being used for waiting with hope. Wait and hope are these both these, these types of wait verses. And it, there's, when we talk about waiting, there's two different kinds of waiting. One waiting is when we don't know where the end is, that it's an indetermined amount of waiting. Um, it, it'd be, you know, it's kind of like many couples have waited um, to conceive a child and they pray and they pray oftentimes praying with tears, just waiting and hoping that they will at one time conceive a child and carry that child to full term and that child would be born. That's waiting, but without knowing as to whether or not the child is going to be conceived or when or anything like that, especially, you know, couples who I know who have prayed for years upon years, just waiting for the blessing of a child. That is the type of waiting that happens without an end in sight. 
The other type of waiting is waiting when we know the end is in sight. This is the type of waiting that happens, well, this is the type of waiting that happens for a woman, uh, for a couple that is pregnant. For when that, when that woman is pregnant and she knows she's pregnant and the doctor has given her the due date, you don't know the exact day or hour or whatever when, you know, the baby's going to be born, but you're waiting with an end in sight. And so you're waiting with hope that is assured of the outcome. That's the second type of waiting that we do when we're waiting for the Lord. I wait for the Lord. My soul, at the depth of my being, my soul waits. And in his word, the word of gospel, the word of promise, the word of grace, the word of mercy, the word that is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And in his word, in Christ Jesus, the word, I hope. You see, our hope isn't without an end in sight. Our hope is in Christ Jesus and in his word and in his promises and what he has promised to do for us. Our hope is in the word of the Lord, that word of forgiveness, that word of life. That with the Lord, there is forgiveness. And so we wait for the Lord with hope. Verse 6, my soul waits for the Lord more than watchmen for the morning, more than watchmen for the morning. You can see, you can just feel the anticipation and excitement building in verse 6 as he says, my soul waits with hope for the Lord, waits with hope for the Lord, just like the watchman who's waiting for the morning, that's waiting for the morning. It's, you know, I love being up early and just watching the whole world wake up. Uh, you know, a few years ago, I got really into turkey hunting. And one of my favorite things about turkey hunting was getting out into the woods crazy early in the morning before there was any light, before a sunrise at all. And just laying down into the field and waiting for the sun come up. And as we waited, and as you heard the the birds start to wake up and, the, and then all of a sudden you start to hear the, the turkeys waking up and they're flying down and the sun is coming up. That type of anticipation. I've never been a, a watchman, uh, you know, waiting on the wall for the sun to come up, for, you know, for the shift to change. But I, I can catch that excitement and that anticipation, that longing, that hope, that's how we wait with hope for the Lord, for his promise of forgiveness and mercy and grace. Verse 7, O Israel, and, and you know, and I don't want you to feel like you're, you know, oh, this doesn't apply to me. It's just to, you know, just to Israel. No, no, no. When he says, O Israel, he is talking to God's people. And so I want you to hear it for you as well. Oh, God's people, all of you who are here, wherever you are, oh, God's people, hope in the Lord. 
For with the Lord there is steadfast love. That's that word has said. That love that, that's, that is totally solid, that can be completely counted on. Steadfast love. That love that is mixed with mercy. That love that just overwhelms. For with the Lord there is steadfast love. And with him is plentiful redemption. This redemption that comes, this, is, this buying back, that, that each and every person has been bought back with the blood of Jesus Christ. Because when Jesus Christ died on the cross, he took the sins of all of humanity upon himself. He paid the debt. He paid the price for all of our sin, so that we don't have to um, be punished, so that we don't have to live in, in spiritual death, but that we can be bought back and set free so that God, the perfect, pure, and holy God, can give us his overwhelming mercy because of what Christ did for us. And so, O people of God, hope in the Lord. For with the Lord there is steadfast love, and with him is plentiful redemption. He will redeem Israel. He will redeem his people from all his iniquities, from all of our sins. The promise today is for each and every one of us, If you're feeling overwhelmed, like you're in the deep, if you know that you have sinned and you're crying out for mercy, Lord God, merciful God, please have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. If that's you today, if you're overwhelmed by your sin or the sin, whether it's the sins of the past and the things that you've done and said or experienced in the past, whether you're over, overwhelmed by even those who have sinned against you, now is the time to cry out to the Lord, to wait in hope. This waiting in hope in the Lord, not just kind of a fleeting hope of like, hey, I hope I win the lottery, but more along the lines of this hope with assurance, with the end in sight, like the woman who is carrying her child and she's hoping for the birth. Wait in hope in the Lord, waiting with hope in the Lord that he will redeem you. He will buy you back. That with the Lord there is plentiful forgiveness that he will pay for all of our sins. And that he will give us life. Life everlasting with him forever. I, I know it's hard. It's so hard for us to get to think about either the sins of the present or the sins of the past. And it's so easy to get overwhelmed by even just life today. And so for each and every one who's feeling overwhelmed today, that they're in the depths and you're crying out to the Lord and hoping in him, hoping that he'll hear you, trust in the Lord. He hears you. He has already purchased your freedom and forgiven all of your sins.
hope in the Lord. He is coming again, and he has life everlasting to give to you. And forgiveness that plucks us out of the depths, that puts us on a rock where he himself is our fortress, our stronghold, and our helper. Thank you for worshiping with us today. Will you pray with me? Lord God and Heavenly Father, we get in deep. We've sinned against you, Lord. You are holy and perfect. And we do not deserve to be in your presence. And so we cry out to you for mercy because we know that we've sinned. And sometimes, Lord, it just gets so incredibly overwhelming. We can't be good enough. We can't earn our way up to you. We can't save ourselves. We can't seem to even dig ourselves out of this life situation that we find ourselves in. And it just gets overwhelming. The decisions and just trying and wanting to do it right. And then over and over and over again, just failing. And it just gets so overwhelming, like getting stuck out in the depths of water. And so we cry out to you because you are our only hope. We ask you, Lord God, to be merciful to us, to pour out your grace upon us and to buy us as your own, to redeem our lives, to redeem us from the pit, to lift us up, a new life in you. Without you, Lord, we don't have any hope. But with you, we wait in hope, knowing and trusting that you will save us, that you will forgive us, and that you've got a new life ahead of us. It's in your name we pray, Lord Jesus, our Savior. Amen.